Welcome to KLE Podcast and thank you for being with me again to all the land of kingdom leaders um, everywhere you find yourself in whatever role you find yourself in. Uh, it's, it's a big welcome again and uh, welcome to Teaching Tuesday. It's a little late but um, I'm a grandfather so I was spending time, my granddaughter wanted me she to spend time with me. She's only... Um, She's only uh, like 10 months or something, uh, 11, turning 11 months, and she just wanted her grandpa. So uh, so I just enjoyed time with her. So I'm sitting down now and doing the teaching for now. So I was uh, really praying about what to share, and there's, there's so many areas that I'd like to really deal with, but... You know, sometimes the foundational things are important, and I was talking to somebody about foundations today, and uh, funny enough, that's one of the areas that you get attacked the most on, is <laughs> like the foundational areas. So, but, you know, just thinking about that now as I was uh, meditating and just, you know, praying and just really seeking God what to talk about uh, for Teaching Tuesday, <clears throat> and... It really just, uh, John chapter 4 came to me again, and it's, it's, a, it's a teaching I've done before, but it's a passage of scripture about the Samaritan woman and uh, encountering Jesus as, you know, as a man. And uh, just their conversation reveals a whole lot about the mindsets of people. Now, the thing about it is, is that we've become so accustomed to getting you know, the five steps to something and four keys to this and, um, you know, the formula for this and the formula for that. And, and all these messages get isolated. So what we've got is, you know, we've got all these topical messages about this and about that and about this and about that. And, and so every week there's another message on, on something else and trying to, you know, solving another problem in our life. And, and so our whole mentality has become you know, trying to solve a problem. I read, I, I read forums and I, I, I read, you know, Facebook groups and most of the people coming into these groups are not contributing anything. All they're doing is, oh, please pray for me, pray for this, you know, I've got this problem, you know, my husband's a problem, my wife's a problem, my children are a problem, my body's a problem, my finances are a problem. All these, all these issues are problems that they want dealt with, they want solutions to. And so, you know, what we've done is we've tended to just offer little solutions to little problems in people's lives. So, you know, how to prosper, how to get your prayers answered, how to, um, you know, how, how to walk in healing, how to walk in health, how to get a better relationship, you know, how to make your marriage better, etc., etc. And so the, the thing about these things, it's never grown anybody up. Nobody's ever matured in the things of the kingdom. And, you know, Jesus never preached topical messages. He, he, he preached the gospel of the kingdom and made a way for people to actually come into the kingdom. And he said, you seek first the kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you. And so we, we've sort of lost the, the, the whole focus of what is the mindset of coming in. I think the one time when, when, when Jesus started explaining to his disciples that he would have to die and be, he, would, he would be killed and, and he would, you know, be buried, but he would rise again. You know, Peter just said, it's not going to, he took it, it, it says he took Jesus aside and he said to him, this is not going to happen. You understand? I, I won't allow this nearly, you know. And Jesus turned his back on him, looked at the other disciples, turned his back on Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but you're just mindful of the things of men. The word mindful there is the word mindset. Your mindset is inclined, inclined towards thinking and acting and understanding man's way, but not not God's way. And so immediately he challenges him on in his little thinking, you know, in his carnal thinking, in his fleshly thinking, in his immature thinking, and saying, You think in the ways of man. You you your thinking is being influenced by Satan. And he said, You've got to get a new mindset, you've got to get a God mindset, so you start thinking like God. And if you if you think like God, you'll understand the bigger picture. I think 
not I just th- I think I know that that the church needs to begin to think bigger it needs to and I'm t- the church I'm not talking about the institution I'm not talking about the organization I'm not talking about the building I'm talking about you you and me the church say so we need a new mindset where we think differently where we think with a different focus so let me get to the scripture in John chapter 4 um, in I'm reading from the amplified version but it says Jesus goes to Galilee and he, verse 3, he left Judea, returned again to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he arrived at a Samaritan town called Sychar. And near the tract of land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Joseph's, Joseph's well was there. So Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down by the well. It was then about the sixth hour. It was noon time. Okay, so in... Um, I keep doing that with the cursor in the wrong on the wrong screen so here we go so the samaritan woman then a woman from samaria came to draw water and jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone off into the city to buy some food verse 9 the samaritan woman asked him how how is it that you being a jew ask me a samaritan woman for a drink for jews had nothing to do with samaritans so, you know, initially, straight away, Jesus, of course, transcends all division, all discrimination, all, uh, you know, profiling. He, he, he jumps that whole wall of them and us kind of thing. And he immediately breaks all the code, all the rules um, that the institution had set in. So, um, and Jesus, so in verse 10, Jesus answers answers her and he says if you knew about God's gift of eternal life and who it is who says give me a drink you would have asked him instead and he would have given you living water eternal life so Jesus first encounters her and he he encounters her with a natural request just a natural request give me a drink but of course already he had transcended the natural he had transcended the norm he had transcended the 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 usual he had transcended the the all the 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 stereotypical social um rules and obligations that there were and so he had already moved beyond the natural beyond the normal and uh, and now he's she answers back with a very natural question how is it that you being a Jew ask me a Samaritan woman for a drink? So she's going, you know, why would you do that? You know, you are a Jew. You don't you don't associate with us. And Jesus comes back with a supernatural answer, a spiritual. Now you you'll see there's a division. There's not a division, but there's a there's a a clarity of one person being Jesus who has the spiritual mindset a supernatural mindset, and then the woman coming with a natural mindset. The thing that I, and before I proceed with the story, um, and with this incident, with this encounter, is I want you to see it from a different perspective. Because what we do is we just read it with religious eyes, and we we see this encounter, and and it's all about um, her meeting the Messiah, and, and him giving, you know, offering her eternal life but much more was actually transpiring in this conversation that was going on and what was transpiring was in fact Jesus bringing a supernatural encounter and and she couldn't grasp it and I think what has happened in the church is that we've forgotten that we are spiritual beings the Bible says that um, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 he says, I pray that God sanctify you holy, spirit, soul, and body. The order of God is God deals with your spirit first, soul, and then body. We get that mixed up. We want to go body, soul, spirit, or soul, body, spirit, or soul, spirit, body. We get the order mixed up. And the order of God is always he deals with the spirit, then uh, affects the soul and then manifests in the body. If you want to be led by the Spirit of God, if you want to, if you want to be led by God, guided by God, taught by God, have a revelation from God, you've got to. It comes to your spirit man first. It's the hidden man of the heart. The Bible calls it. It's the inner man. The Bible says. 
It, it's the spiritual man. It's the man that cannot be seen, Paul says. And in fact, Paul says, Paul says this in Philippians. He, said, he says, um, um, I'm, I'm sort of tossed between two. I don't know if I should stay or if I should go. But for your sake, I'll, I'll stay. What was he talking about? Is it like, he wants to put off in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He talks about when you put off this body of the flesh, you have a house built with God. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Isn't that exciting? I mean, that's tremendous hope. That's tremendous excitement. We don't have to mourn like the rest of the world mourns. We don't have to grieve. We don't have to, uh, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear the future. Because, you know, we don't have to even fear the now. Because all fear starts in the fear of death. That's what you need to understand. All fear starts in the fear of death. And Jesus says in, in Hebrews chapter 1 says he's conquered the fear of death that held everybody in bondage. He's conquered the fear of death. Death is the, is the last enemy that's going to be put under his feet. But the sting of death has been taken away because he, he was re, um, resurrected and gave us life. He was, and we seated with him in heavenly places already. All right, legally, we already in God's eyes, in the Father's eyes, we're already in heavenly places with him. So we need to understand is that there is a spiritual dimension to us and that the church and that people are not aware of. If they were, the, the little issues wouldn't be a problem. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. It's, Jesus said it's not of this realm. He, that's what he told Pilate. He said, my kingdom is not a kingdom of this realm. And that's when Pilate got worried. He said, man, I can, Jesus said, I can call, you know, I can call legions of, of angels to deliver me if I wanted to. But because it's not of this realm, it's not, it's not going to, you know, I won't do that kind of thing. I've got to fulfill, I've got to fulfill my father's will. And so we've got to understand is that the kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. The, the authority, the dominion we walk in is spiritual authority and dominion. It's not over people. It's over, um, it's over circumstances. It's over situations. It's over the earth, not over people. It's over our area of responsibility. We have dominion. You have dominion. You are to reign in life. You're not to be going on forums and saying, you know, trying to get enough people to pray for you so that you can, uh, you know, somehow convince God to heal you or to heal your, you know, whoever you're praying for. It's like if we get enough people, if we if we only get 10,000 people, you know, then God will hear our prayers. If we get 100,000, he'll hear our prayers even faster and something will happen. I want to tell you, it doesn't happen like that. You know, when, when um, my son got sick last year, the first thing we did was we decided who we're going to invite to agree with us in prayer, to agree with our faith. And because I said to him, I said, Jesus said, it's your faith. It's by your faith that you get healed. What things ever you desire, when you pray, you receive. Not somebody else, you. And so I said, you've got to, you're the one. And so he began to work on his faith. And he said, let's get people to agree. According to Matthew 18, 19, let's get people to agree with our faith. And that's because then they combine their faith with our faith. But we've not got everybody pleading and, and trying to, you know, bash heaven to try and get God manipulated into actually answering the prayer. So um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says this. He said, you know, you are ignorant of spirituals. And, and I think there's too many people ignorant of spiritual things. If we understood spiritual things, the order of the things in the spirit, it wouldn't be a problem for us to get our prayers answered. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't be dealing with issues, you know, because we'd understand that we have dominion, we have authority in the spirit realm. And we'd walk in that. It doesn't mean we get instant answers, but it means that we walk in supernatural ability. We walk in dunatos, I think is the word, the Greek word, and means miraculous ability. And so we walk in that, but we have exousia, which means the right or the authority to exercise might. 
And so we've got to understand is that that's what Jesus was bringing to this lady and she didn't get it. So he says to her in verse 10, Jesus answered, if you knew about God's gift of eternal life and who it is who says, give me a drink, you would have asked him instead and he would have given you living water. What was he talking? Spiritual things. He was talking supernatural. She, supernatural water, supernatural living water, which would, would be eternal life. So verse 11, she says to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, no bucket and rope, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? She goes back to the natural. She, her mind, her inclination, is, her thinking is totally natural. And, and we, we do that. You know, somebody comes along and says, well, if in and over 40 years, let me tell you, I've experienced so much, much of this. Is that you know, you come and you say, you know, by faith you receive, and it's like, well, you know, it's like, what are you asking me to do? What are you asking me to do? Uh, you know, is that are you telling me I'm not good enough? My faith is not good enough. You know, immediately they go to a natural uh, comeback, a natural answer, instead of staying in the spiritual, staying in the supernatural and saying, I receive that, you know, or whatever it is. Verse 12, and she goes on to say, are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and who used to drink from it himself and his sons and his cattle also? And that's the thing is, we, you know, we, we quickly to point out, well, you know, <laughs> Um, we, we look for the super, the superman, you know, the super celebrity, the super meeting, the, the super anointed one, you know, is that somebody is, is, is more super than me. Now, all they're doing is walking in more supernatural than you. And, and oftentimes I wonder if they even are. So the, the, the simple fact of the matter is our natural inclination is to go to man for the solution, to go to, to, go to you know, some meeting, some conference. So, and, you know, I, I hear young people saying we're tired of all the meetings and all the conferences and all, you know, going to this and going to that and trying to find an answer from place to place. They don't want that stuff anymore. They want the reality. They want the authenticity. And I want to tell you tonight, if you listening uh, in your leadership in your kingdom leadership the one thing you do is direct people to the supernatural realm you d direct them to the spiritual not to the natural and you know you don't have the supernatural answer you you have answers I'm not, I'm not saying we don't have answers but but what we try and do is be Jesus you know we try and be the Messiah to people the deliverer to people and I, you know what I discovered is I cannot help anybody I cannot save anybody from themselves. If somebody doesn't desire transformation, if they don't desire to walk by faith, to get an answer by faith, there's nothing I can do. Is that you, you know you can you can stand on your head, but the fact of the matter is, if they do not tap into it, they don't get it. That's all there is to it. You know, so so thank God for for the unbelievers. God moves in 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 the face of you know for unbelievers who do not know how. Uh, to to receive from him and they god moves by us praying laying hands on the sick and they shall recover obviously you know that that is something that we can do but that's just to show them the kingdom of god once you're in the kingdom of god you have the right and and the the, the ability to walk in these things so Anyway, so she goes, are you greater than our father Jacob? So, you know, let's redirect you to my pastor and whatever else. Verse 13, Jesus answered her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. But the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water, satisfying his thirst for God, welling up continually, flowing, bubbling within him to eternal life. Isn't that exciting? I mean, that's supernatural water that can flow from within you. But Jesus takes her back to the supernatural, takes her back to the spirit. Because Jesus, obviously, as the king of the kingdom, as the, as the Messiah, as Jesus, God in the flesh, he, he knows these things. And so what he does is like, he takes her back to where the answer is in the spirit realm. He knows the order of God, spirit, soul, and body. He could have, he could have entertained her soul here and said, well, you know, I'm, I'm greater than Jacob, so I can do this for you. And I, and he didn't, he says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water that I give him 
will never be thirsty again. And he takes it to the spirit realm. He takes it to the source, him in, in as the Messiah. But the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water, satisfying his thirst for God. And so he redirects it to the spirit realm, not to the soul realm. Verse 15, and the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not get thirsty nor have uh, to continually come all the way here to draw. She goes straight back to the natural again. She gets, well, if you've got water, man, that that I'll never be thirsty again. This sounds cool. Uh, you know, what? Do you, do you sell portable? Do you give like portable wells or something? And she goes, give me this water. I, so I, I will not get thirsty nor have to continue to come all the way out here to draw. That's what we do. We're trying to find the easy, you know, the solutions, the easy answers is give me the two, three steps that I need to get my husband saved or my wife saved. Um, I saw somebody wrote somewhere, uh, I don't know, it's just like, can somebody please help? We are married two years and my husband um, says he's saved, but he's not saved. And and I thought, uh, you know, c can you counsel us? And I thought, well, actually, the, the, this is not where counseling is needed. What is needed is, is for them to to have an encounter with the Lord, and she needs to understand. She, how does she know? They're having difficulty. She's looking for the for an easy solution to the problem. What she needs to do is do what the Bible says, <laughs> and do what the Word of God says. Live the kingdom of God, and things will work out. But we're always looking for that three step easy answer. You know, easy solution to every problem. And so, um, verse fifteen. Then, um, no, not verse fifteen. We are down to uh, verse 16 and at this jesus said now he changes jesus redirects the whole conversation at that point in time and he says go call your husband and come back now here the 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 the, the work of the spirit really kicks in i mean so he has a word of knowledge at this point in time the woman answered i do not have a husband jesus said to her, you have correctly said i do not have a husband for you have had five husbands and the man you are now living with is not your husband so now he reveals a life to her you have said this truthfully now the woman goes 19 verse 19 the woman said to him sir i see that you are a prophet back to natural our fathers worshipped in this mountain, but you, the, you Jews say that the place where one ought to worship is in Jerusalem at the temple. So now she goes straight back to the natural again, back to her church, back to her, you know, their religious way of doing things. Um, I, I can see you're a prophet and, you know, but we do it this way. And uh, just like, oh, my word, you know, <laughs> have you ever met those kind of people? I've met those kind of people, man. It's just like constantly... All, always in the natural. It's always a competition in the natural. Is like my way to your way, our source to your source. Our, you know, our religious um, denomination against your religious denomination. Our way is the best way, etc., etc. You know, one one person said to me one day, um, you know, I thought we're unique. And I said. If you're out of order, it doesn't matter. You can change the songs. You can change the message. You can stand on your hands and preach if you like. You can paint the walls, put lights in if you like, put new carpets down, change, put the seats upside down. It doesn't matter. You can change all the format. But if you're out of order, you're out of order. If you, if you're not in, if, And if you're out of order, you're not flowing with the Spirit. <laughs> that's all there is to it. It's just That's as simple as it is, you know. And so... Um, she goes, yeah, our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the place where one ought to worship is in Jerusalem at the temple. So Jesus replies, woman, believe me, a time is coming when God's kingdom, when God's kingdom comes, when you will worship the father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Now he's bringing the whole, the, the whole uh, culture of the kingdom into, into, into play here. And he's going, listen, forget about how it's done. The, a time is coming when God's kingdom is coming, when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, it's going to be sonship principles relating directly to the Heavenly Father. Verse 22, And you Samaritans do not know what you worship. We Jews do know what we worship for salvation is from the Jews. But a time is coming, he goes on to say, and is already here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit, from the heart, from the inner man. And in truth, for the Father seeks such 
people to be his worshippers. And so he takes it directly back to the spirit realm, back to worshipping from spirit, not worshipping in a meeting, not worshipping because of an organization, not worshipping because of a certain entitlement or a certain right or a certain, you know, we've got the answer. You know, there's only one answer and that's the kingdom of God. There's only one answer. The only place to find it is in the spirit of God. And he says, God is spirit, the source of life, yet invisible to mankind. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's from the heart. It's, you know, so worship is not a songs. It's not songs. You understand? Songs are a manifestation of worship. But worship is something that comes from the heart. It is, worship is something that you have in relationship to God. I want to say to you, for, for those of you that are in the marketplace, you leaders that are in the marketplace, you know, your worship is your leadership in the marketplace. Don't let people tell you that you're not spiritual and that you're not worshiping God because you're not in every meeting during the week holding up your hands and singing songs. That's not the truth. You are worshiping God. The Bible talks about when um, in Genesis where where God told um, Adam and he said, you to, to work in the garden. That, w- the, the, that word work there, the basis of that word is actually you are to worship. The, very, the, the basic Hebrew word there is to worship. Work is a worship. Your leadership in the marketplace is a worship. It's something that you do from the heart. And he says, he says, and those who worship the Father, because God is spirit. Notice that. He's the source of life and invisible to mankind. God is spirit. And those, excuse me, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The, we are called to a spirit realm. Now, since um, we are, in fact, uh, let's, let's finish this and then I'll take you to another scripture. But the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ, the anointed. Now she's starting to catch on. And when that one comes, he will tell us everything we need to know. Now, they were expecting, a, you understand, they were expecting a physical king to bring a physical kingdom who were going to overthrow the Romans. All right. And so there's still this little bit of natural, but she's starting to see uh, we, we know that a Messiah is coming who's called the Christ. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And that's when the disciples come back. And and uh, anyway, the whole the whole town gets gets uh, comes, you know, accepts Jesus as the Messiah at that point in time. So the thing about it is, is that I want you to see in this encounter, in this discussion, in this conversation, is the simple fact that Jesus keeps bringing her back to the spiritual and she is trying to solve a problem with the natural. And Jesus is trying to show, take it to the root cause, the root source of everything, which is her spiritual condition, her spiritual relationship. It's not about who dug the well. It's not about where you are and who, who, what people you are. It's not about your culture, your background, your, you know, what age, when you were born. You know, it's not millennial or, or um, you know, baby boomer or X generation, Y generation, Z generation. It's got nothing to do with that. It's, it's got nothing to do with who you are and where you come from. It's not about, you know, who, Who's the you know where you located and what prophets and and what meetings and what denomination you come out of? The simple fact is is that the solution is we are, God is a spirit, we are spirit, and we connect spirit to spirit, deep Christ to deep, and we are spirit to spirit. We need to understand that it is spiritual. It's spiritual things that we're talking about. When you understand things of the spirit, now that's what I wanted to share with you next. Is in Second Corinthians chapter five or seventeen, you've probably heard me talk about this quite often, um, because it's a scripture that really made a huge, huge difference in my life. Second um, Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. Yeah, it made a huge difference in my life. And he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted and joined to Christ by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. And so, you know, the, the, all the, the New Testament writings of Paul basically takes you down to that fact is that you are a new creature in Christ. When I discovered that, it's just like my, my insignificant, my, you know, unworthy, my messed up life 
suddenly took on all meaning. Everything has passed away. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. I, I received the greatest miracle and you've received the greatest miracle you can ever receive is that suddenly you've been awake, not awakened. You've been made alive in spirit by being made a new creature, not, not just a, a changed creature, a new creature in Christ. We've got to transform our thinking, but we are changed dramatically uh, to be brand spanking new as a born again Christian, born again new creature in Christ. We need to understand that we're new creatures in Christ. Now, I want to identify more with the new creature in Christ than I want to do with Christian. And as you, as you've probably heard, I, I sort of caught myself saying Christian because Christian is used once in the Bible, in the in the Book of Acts, used once, and it was used in a derogatory way. We've made Christian a religion, which separates. Um, you know, us from other religions. And so the conflict goes on religion against religion. Well, it's, you know, is it my well, your well, is it my prophet, your prophet? And I'm not, listen, I'm not advocating, you know, all religions are the same. I'm just saying no religion, no religion works. I'm saying we are new creatures in Christ. That's the difference. When you become, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted and joined to him by faith in him, he is a new creature, reborn, renewed. Reborn means to be born back to the place that you were originally born. <laughs> Glory to God. Renewed means to be new like you originally were. So like God, we're taken back to the Garden of Eden kind of thing. We're like Adam and Eve, man. You know, with 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 spirit spirits with hearts as and, and the spirit man is the real you. That's the real you. That's the place that that God dwells. That's where His life, His nature, His ability is. That's where the greater one dwells is in you, the the spirit man. And now you have a soul. You live in a body. What we do is we get the order wrong, and so now we don't get our answers. But we need to understand is that we need to go back to getting the right order. The order is that we are spirit beings, not natural. Be we are living in the natural, but we're not natural anymore. We don't originate from the natural. We we are are now born reborn we are reborn from from god we and god is spirit and that's why jesus said to his they you're going to worship from a time is coming in the kingdom in the kingdom that you will worship in spirit and in truth because god is spirit and so we need to understand that now um, paul goes on in 1 corinthians chapter 2 a little further down he goes um he says Things which the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and who gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. Verse 10, For God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things diligently, even sounding and measuring the profound, listen to this, the profound depths of God, the divine counsels and things far beyond human understanding. For what man, what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him so who knows what really goes on in the subconscious mind of a man but he says or, or a woman of course and he says the thoughts and motives who, who understands this very very depths of a, of, a, of a person except the man's spirit the real you the real you understands those things but we haven't learned to to be aware to be conscious to be sensitive to that spirit man so also no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. We also speak of these things, not in words taught or supplied by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual thoughts with spiritual words for, for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. 
Man, you, let me say that again. Is that, but in those, he says, we also speak of these things. What things? These deep counsels, these profound things of God, that are these wonderful things freely given to us, God. We speak of these things not in words taught or supplied by human wisdom. You can't go back to understanding little topics. You know, you can't. You got little, little, you know, little natural kind of little formulas. It doesn't work. But in those taught by the Spirit combining and interpreting spiritual thoughts with spiritual words for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to say, verse 14, but the natural unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings, the revelations of the Spirit of God. The natural there is, is uh, um, uh, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, sukikos. <laughs> sukikos man. For they are foolishness and absurd and illogical to him and is incapable. So the natural man, the, the unbelieving man, is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. And he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. matters. But the spiritual man, the pneumaticos man, the spiritually mature uh, believer, judges all things questions, examines, and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals. Yet he is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. For him, for who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord, so as to instruct him. But we, who we, we the spiritual, the pneumaticos man, have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. You know, people ask me, how can I know? How can I know the leading of God? How can I be guided by God? How can I stop myself stumbling, etc.? And I was like, you need to become spiritual. You know, and, and it's like, well, I am spiritual or, or how do I, you know, how do I get more anointing? Lay hands on me. Like, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's not that complicated. It's really coming to a different mindset. It means I, I, I become focused. I become more aware. I become more conscious of the fact that there is a spiritual realm. God's got the answers to your questions. God's got the solution to your problems. And, and as leaders, if you're preaching, preach the kingdom of God, preach dominion, preach king, the, the king, you know, has all the answers, preach what Jesus brought to that woman in at the well and say, you know, we're going to worship in spirit and in truth. Bring the spiritual dimension. Make people aware of the spiritual dimension. Not your fancy messages. Not your fancy ministry. Not your fancy gifting. That's for, you know, listen, I'm not saying we don't do those things. But you know what I've noticed over the years is how, how we try and entertain crowds with with our gifting and we try and entertain people with our great ministry and and uh, and we got to find the right message to to tickle the ears of people so that they will you know they they will invite us back kind of thing give us big big enough offering kind of thing you know is like um, that we become popular enough in this situation we've got to get beyond that and bring people to the to the place where they can understand spiritual things where they can understand spiritual words, not in words taught and supplied by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining, interpreting spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. And he says that is for the mature believer, the spiritually mature believer. He calls him a spiritual man. Spiritual man is not a super anointed person. That's what we've got to get out of that mindset is like somebody knows more and is greater than me. There's nobody like that. Trust me. You are God's son. You are the new creation. You are connected to Christ. Your, your source is in God. You, you have a spirit being that has been renewed, that is a new creation, and that is in touch with God, understands things. But what has happened is you have not learned to judge all things, question, examine, and apply what the Holy Spirit reveals. And I want to say to you, you know, is that, now concerning spirituals, Paul said, I do not want you to be ignorant. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. And that's what I want to say to you is that do not be ignorant concerning spiritual things. When you understand the things of the Spirit, I'm not talking about woo-woo weird stuff. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, weird stuff. I'm talking about being spiritual in the sense of that you understand spiritual words and understand this, this, the, the, the depths and, and the, and the, um, of the counsels of God. Where is that? He said, um, 
Boom, 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 I'm looking here. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of man except the man's spirit within him? So also no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. You see, everything you need is, is there for you, and the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. And we also speak of these things not in words taught and supplied by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit. And we, we've lost that awareness, that consciousness of spiritual things, spiritual principles, spiritual truths. And, that, and we, we like the woman at the well. We, we constantly go to the natural. But we've got to learn to go to the, 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 the supernatural. We've got to learn by faith to connect into the spirit realm. And that's where understanding comes from, that we, we begin to understand um, things, not taught words taught or supplied by human wisdom, but um, taught and supplied, but those taught by the Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual thoughts with spiritual words for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. And, and it says, you know, in Romans chapter 8, Paul says, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. I'm not saying he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm having visions and I and, and I've got I've got you know lights. That's where we complicate things. That's where you know, and we people have stood up and said, you know, you, you hear people saying, well, and God said, and, and I used to sit there and go, man, I don't hear anything. But then I learned that that when I when I'm tapping into the things of the Spirit. God speaks, God speaks to my spirit man that reflects upon my soul. That's, it's not neon lights. It's not flashing thunders. It's not this voice that speaks. It's ideas. It's concepts. It's urgings. It's nudgings the Bible talks about. Paul says, he says, I, you know, I was impressed in the spirit. You know, we, we're looking for like these super, super, supernatural things to take place. And we can't understand, you know, it's like, oh, well, maybe I'm not spiritual enough. And that's why I, all it is, is that you're not sensitive. That's all you, you've, you've just not aware. You're not conscious of, you're not, you've not, you don't have the mindset. That's why he says, renew your mind that you be transformed. You know, renew your mind that you be transformed, that you may prove or, or show and reveal and walk out the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm telling you, it's not that complicated. We've complicated it. It's actually easy. It's actually very simple. It's a very, very simple life to live. But because our mindset, because our thinking is constantly going to the natural, looking for natural solutions, natural answers, you know, we, we refer people to the natural instead of going to the supernatural, going to the spirit where the Holy Spirit actually guides us and getting the order right. The order is spirit, soul, and body, spirit, soul, and body. Do the things that educate your spirit man that feed your spirit man, that nourish your spirit man, that build your spirit man. Stay away from the things that take away from your spirit man. Spend time meditating on the word of God that feeds your spirit man. Not songs. I mean, songs are great. Worship songs are great. All the rest of it. But, you know, running from... from person to person to look for some kind of word that's going to give you some spiritual edge, you know, going to be some sort of, we've got to get away from that's baby stuff. That's immaturity. Listen to me. And thank God for those things that do come, that do encourage us. You know, uh, my friend today called me and he said, I just feel that God's saying this to you. And it was a blessing to me. I shared it with somebody else. They got blessed by it. And, and, uh, and I was just giving a testimony of how you shared something with me that that God really spoke to me about about um, keeping my you know sticking to the message that I have and keep doing what I'm doing and, I, and I'm grateful to God for that it was a, it was an encouraging word but I'm saying whether I get it or not doesn't stop me from doing what I'm doing it encourages me to double down and keep doing it and and stay strong in it even when I'm, I'm facing difficulties and criticism and all the rest of it you know but but if I don't have it, I'm just going to keep doing what I know God's put in my heart to do. And I'm not hearing neon lights. And if, In fact, um, uh, 
Rodney Howard Brown. Okay, went to Bible school with with Rodney Howard Brown in South Africa. Michelle, my wife and I, and uh, and he was he was telling a story. I heard him speaking a few years later, and he was saying he got on a plane. He was fl actually flying to to America, and um, he sat next to a missionary on the on the on the plane, and or, or I think that's how I might have got the message the the details wrong, but. He, 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 anyway, he spoke to this missionary who, who has been like decades in, in a place called Zaire in South Africa. And, uh, and, he, and uh, so Rodney says to him, what is God saying right now? And he says, nothing, nothing's changed. What, he says, what do you mean? He said, I'm still doing what God told me to do 70 years ago, which was plant churches. So that's what I'm doing. And I thought, that's amazing, you know, is that we... We want a new word. We want a new solution. We want, but we're not willing to spiritually take the word of God and apply it to our life, and say this is the spiritual word. We're too lazy. We want we want three steps in a poem, you know, and a prophecy, and it's all got to be and and you know, and somebody just slapped the greasy hand on our greasy head, and now suddenly we've got an answer to everything. It doesn't work like that. We've got to grow up. I want to tell you if, if if some things are just not working in your life, you've got to grow up. You've got to grow up into the kingdom of God. You're a son of the kingdom. You're a new creation. God is your father, but his spirit is not natural. He's spirit. And you are spirit. And he speaks to your spirit by his spirit. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I challenge you to go there and meditate verse by verse and don't look at it from a church perspective or a religious perspective. Look at it from a perspective of this, what we spoke about tonight, the woman at the well and Jesus. Go and look at it from natural and supernatural, from, from carnal to, to spiritual and see the difference that it makes. You know, is often I get asked, well, you know, won't you teach us these basic things that, to help us, you know, so we know how to be led by the Spirit of God. I just go, you know what? The best thing I can do is I, I can teach you all the technicalities about the gifts of the Spirit or the, the manifestations of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the, the Doma gifts and all the rest of it. And, and you know, then I even have to be there and do that kind of thing. It actually frustrates me sometimes because I'm thinking if we actually understood the order of God, if we understood the th order of the Spirit, we wouldn't have to and we wouldn't have this controversy and people fighting with each other. I'm not coming with anything new. You know, is kingdom leadership equipping? It's not about something new. It's not a new trend. It's, it's a movement. It's a movement to help us get back to and restore a mindset of where we were before, where we're supposed to be. I'm not saying I have all truth. I'm just saying we've got to go back to getting a mindset. That's the truth. The truth is we've got not be mindful of the things of man, but the mindful of the things of God. People that fight me, people that fight the message, fight the truth, fight the kingdom, you know, fight sonship principles. These people are in the natural. What they're trying to do is, you know, it's our well, it's our prophet, it's our mountain. It's, you know, oh, for goodness sake, you know, get off your little kingdom pedestal and let's get spiritual let's get mature this is immaturity immaturity from the pulpit immaturity from the platform immaturity in the in the pew and and really and and again i'm not please understand i'm not coming from a point of saying you know i'm sitting here with the messiah of all knowledge and uh, you know please all i'm saying or i really this is my message my message to you is get Become conscious of the spiritual. You can't even get spiritual because you are. <laughs> you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. You are a new creation. You've re you're reconnected with God. You've been restored, reconciled, renewed. I mean, bless God, reborn. What else do you need to re redeemed? You know, it's it's all there. What you've got to do is you've just got to be change your mindset. And leaders change your mindset. You're preaching messages all the time, little topical messages, and people are losing, have lost the sense of the gospel of the kingdom, which is Christ the King and his kingdom, and it's a spiritual kingdom. That's it. It's not hard. It's not difficult. Teach people how to connect with the kingdom of God. Teach people how to connect with the atmosphere of the kingdom. And that's it. It's by faith. It's not hard. It's simple. It's simple. We're complicating these things. We're complicating these 
things. It, it breaks my heart when I see believers who are supposed to be bringing transformation to this nation and to your nation, wherever you are. When I see believers on Facebook posts and forums and, and, and Facebook groups, and they're all talking about how sad they are and how bad they are and how they're not winning and they're not overcoming. And I say, you've got to wake up and grow up. That's really what you've got to do. Wake up and grow up. It's the mature that understand the wonderful things that have been freely given to us by God. Freely given to us by God. Awaken to the Holy Spirit within you. He guides you. He teaches. He's doing it all the time. You're just not listening. You're just not aware. You're not conscious of it. I've heard people in church... They're so conscious of the natural. They're not conscious of the realm of the spirit. They're not conscious of the atmosphere that there's another realm, that there's another world, that there's another, that they are supernatural beings from another realm. You've been reborn to another realm called the kingdom of heaven. It's a spiritual place, a spiritual nation, a spiritual place. And you are on the earth now as a representative of that spiritual place, carrying within you the life, the nature, the power, the ability, the authority, the dominion of God within you. I mean, bless God. You carry right now all the rights of the kingdom of heaven within your spirit being. You are a a temple of, of God. You Yes, you, you, you listening right now, you are a temple of God, but we want to make man our mediator. We want, we want man to have the solution. God in us, you know, there's a scripture. Oh man, I've got to read this scripture. Last scripture. Okay. Last one, last one. All right. Have you, have you switched off and gone home? Please switch on and come back again, because I'm telling you, you do not want to miss this. You do not want to miss this. Listen to this. This is. The last scripture, chapter 3, and verse, I think it's 20. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Let's run down there quickly and verse 20. Now listen to this. I mean, if this doesn't like light your fire, then, then man, you've got, you've got no wood in your fire. You've you got to get some wood. Verse 20 says, now to him who is able to, now to him who is able to, now to him who is able to. Carry out, and this is amplified, carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. Not just abundantly. Abundantly would be amazing. But this is super abundantly. More than all that we dare ask or think. Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams. (laughs) Infinitely, infinitely beyond. Infinitely beyond. Our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. According to, this is the measure, His power that is at work within us. Oh, I don't think you got this. I'm not hearing any shouting. (laughs) Now to Him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to his power, not according to our power, not according to our church power, not according to the pastor's power, the prophet's power or the priest's power, but according to his power that is where at work within us, at work within you, 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 his power that is at work within you. Now, I repeat that over and over again, because that's how you meditate. That's how you meditate to get it really deep down on the inside of you. These scriptures, these words, this this living word has to get down on the inside. You must get the spirit of it, not just the words of it. You've got to get the spirit of it so that it becomes conscious to you. The image of it is clear to you and that you don't live with a limitation of the natural. You begin to think like this. That's your first answer. That's your first reply. That's your first, your first response is that now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that 
that I can dare ask or think infinitely beyond my highest, greatest prayers, hopes or dreams according to His power that is at work within me. Verse 21, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I mean, Paul just at that point in time, he just breaks out into into praise. You see, that's, you know, to Him be glory in the church. It's just, it's so overwhelming. It's so powerful. It's so much that he just has to break out and say, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Oh, and I just bang my mic. Um... Forever and ever. Amen. I mean, I'm waving my arms here. I'm preaching up a storm. I hope you're getting excited. I hope you're seeing this. I hope you're getting this. Because this is the solution. It's not in these little answering little things. You know, I don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't like, you know, how to get your prayers answered. Bless God. You know, he's like, if you've got to go to the word of God, get the spirit of it. And, and when you understand your dominion, you understand your authority, and you understand your relationship, you don't worry about how to get prayers answered anymore. You just pray. You just do it. You just do it. It's in relationship. You just do it. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. Bless God, you know, is is that when, when you when you encounter death, you, it's it's spiritual. The body's off, gone to be with the Lord. No problem. No problem. What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? You know, when, you, when you're saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? No problem. No problem. The Father knows you need these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, the, the right relationship with Him, and all these things shall be added unto you. Shall be. It's, it, what's the problem? What's the problem? The kingdom of God has got it all. God is Father of the kingdom. <laughs> Glory to God. He's got it all. Jesus has given you a place in the kingdom. Not a problem. It's not a problem. We complicate it. We complicate it. We just, our mindset. He says, when he says that I do not want you to be ignorant. I do not want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. The word gifts doesn't appear there in the original Greek. The word is pneumatikos, spiritual things. Now concerning spiritual things, I do not want you to be ignorant. That word ignorant there is mindset. It's again you are not mindful of the things of the Spirit. When the, when the disciples got in the boat and Jesus said, um, I want you to be careful of the bread of, of the, 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 the Pharisees. They're going, oh gosh, um, what, what, you know, we did, we, didn't we bring enough bread? They're thinking natural, man. They're thinking natural. Didn't we bring enough bread? Haven't we? What are we going to do? Is he talking about bread? Jesus, what's the matter with you guys? I'm with you and you still don't understand. Was there enough bread for the 4,000? Uh, yes. Was there enough bread for the 5,000? Uh, yes. How much was there? Uh, only two loaves. But it fed 4,000. Yes. So why are you thinking natural? Are you without understanding? In other words, the word there again is where is your mindset? Where is your thinking? What are you conscious of? Natural? That you're not getting it? You're not getting it. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the teaching. I'm talking that you do not fall for their hypocritical, self-righteous teaching. <laughs> Don't you get it? And you see, time and time again, what is Jesus going to say to you? What is he saying to you at the encounter at your well? Is he saying, are you going back to, well, you know, yeah, I'd like that kind of water so I don't have to work that hard. <laughs> it's like, what? What? No, there's a supernatural, there's a supernatural connection that we need to get connected to and that we need to understand and that we need to walk in, in Jesus' name. All right? You're a spiritual being. These things you have, you're walking them now. Don't try and find the solutions out there. Just become mindful Become mindful, become aware. And, and you know, it starts with just by acknowledging it, saying, you know what, Lord, I'm aware that there is a spiritual realm. I am a new creature. Just start saying that. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm born again. My, I, my spirit man is alive unto God. I have the power of superabundantly working within me. <laughs> Beyond my greatest prayers, hopes, and dreams. Glory to God. I mean, you can't even, you can't even fathom how much there is in this. But it's simple, it's simple. We're making it complicated, complicated, complicated. And the only complication is because we d- dwell mindful of the natural all the time, all the time. You've got to be natural, of course. You know, if there's a truck coming down the road, you better be mindful of the natural. You're not like in the matrix that you can, you know, just, 
I don't know what they did in the matrix, jump over it or something, or, you know, that it goes right through you or something like that. You know, we, we, we're not Marvel comics, man. And, and we know, you know, it's like, <laughs> we, we're not like the, we, we got superhuman, super, supernatural ability, but it's not like that. That's still con natural thinking. All of that stuff is just to appeal to the natural senses of people. So we've got to be conscious of the natural, but we live in two worlds. We live in two worlds. In fact, I'm busy writing a book that I'm hoping to bring out soon. And it is called an, The Believer's Navigation Manual for Two Worlds. And, uh, and I talk about this. This is one of the, the one in the first chapter is what I spoke about tonight. All right. So I, I pray that you really get this, that, you know, that you begin to work in this area. And, um, and I really want to encourage you to, to let's start working on not getting woo-woo, not getting weird. I'm not talking about being weird. Understand. I'm talking about just becoming conscious of the fact that I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. I'm a new creation. God dwells in me. And and he's got the answers to the solutions. And if we go to the word of God and begin to walk in it in the supernatural, things will begin to happen. Things will begin to happen. I'm telling you, the world around you, you'll begin to change the world around you. Transformation will come. All right. So from Sean, thank you for being with me. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is KLE. Uh, you are the kingdom leader that's affecting this world and having an impact in Jesus name. God bless you.